the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. <clears throat> We're continuing the celebration of the baptism of our Lord and God and Savior, Jesus Christ, in which he comes and sanctifies not just the waters of the Jordan River, but all of creation and really, in, in that sense, all of the universe. God came to make holy all things. And so we see that in the, his action in the Jordan River. And we take that water, we bless that water, and we sanctify all of creation with it. It's a very beautiful practice of the church, which connects us to that very action of God in sanctifying, uh, making holy that water in the Jordan River. In that, he establishes as time progresses in his ministry, establishes his apostles, and then establishes the church. And we hear in the epistle that in that, in the Holy Spirit, he equips us all to work together in the faith to become the church, to become the church. We're always working to become the church. That's kind of our effort. God gives us a gift. We participate in the church in that gift, and that brings us to uh, who we are to be as a church community. But there's some very powerful things that he says in this that I think are very important to listen to in regard to uh, what actually is happening to us as we minister. As we use our gift in the church, what is happening to us and to the church? Because it's just not simply ministering. I think we can kind of get lost in that a bit, you know, well, this is my gift, I go do this. Okay, this is my gift, I go do this. But we don't connect it, one, to what it's doing to the church, and the other, what it's doing to me, what's happening to me in my participation in using my gift in the church community. So, um, a disclaimer, okay, a, there's a warning sign that goes with this, uh, because ministering is hard. Using your gift in the church is difficult, because you know who doesn't like it? The devil. He doesn't like it, and he wants to stumble you. You have a gift, and he will stumble you. Because, oh, it's not appreciated. Oh, it's too hard. Oh, I don't like those people. I don't like those people in my ministry. I'm leaving the ministry. I don't like that. It's too hard. It's too exhausting. Go on and on, right? You can have many, many excuses. I always tell the kids, excuses are like noses. Everybody's got one. Okay? You can, do, you can do this, you can do the ministry, but if you don't see its connection to your spiritual life and what's absolutely critical to have as you minister, you will burn out. You'll burn out. You'll get frustrated. You'll be bothered by the people around you. St. John Chrysostom says this about approaching your ministry. You need to love. First requirement, 
Not the gift, but love. He says this, not a common love, but that which cements us together, makes us cleave inseparably to one another, and affects as great as a perfect union, as though it were limb to limb. For this is the love that produces great and glorious fruits. To minister, you need to first what? Love. Say it. Love. In every ministry, everything you do in the church community, you first must love because the devil's going to trip you up. Because people are irritating. Take it from me. I know all of you. If you don't have love, you're going to stumble over this. It's just, we're human beings, and we're fallen human beings, and we step in each other's toes, and it's difficult. So you need to love. And it's not a common love, St. John says. It's a, it's a love that binds you together, and it's inseparable, like connecting limb to limb. But that love produces great and glorious fruits. So, let's take a look then at each of these um, descriptions that St. Paul gives to us in Ephesians and just take a look at them briefly and then we'll conclude. He says, the Lord gives us gifts for the equipping of the saints. He equips us that we would not um, work for our own individual honor, but for the kingdom of God. And that's the other tripping point. If, if we're in ministry and it's about me, it ain't going to work. It's about the kingdom. It's about sacrificing for the other. It's about doing for the other. It's about doing for God first. Right? Remember my mother-in-law used to use this great little term. It's beautiful. She said, joy. Jesus, others, then you. Jesus others than you that's ministry that's that's what you do when you equip when you're equipped you have to look at it's for god it's for the other and god bless me okay thank you lord you have to have that and that order if not frustration if not frustration and again it's for the kingdom of god it's for the building up of the kingdom you know, it's a struggle, and it's a fight, and that's difficult. We have an enemy, and, and we have our fallenness. So we have to deal with all these things. So we have to understand that we have to, we're, we're kind of sacrificing. The, the, using the gift is, is a sacrificial act. Building up the body of Christ. To build up the body of Christ, that everyone is contributing to this building. In every little ministry, you know, we see the big ministries of the church we see the music, we see the chanting stand, we see the education, youth programs, all that, but there's all kinds of stuff that goes on underneath that that's as critical to the life of the church, the building up of the community, as other things. The mother that takes care of her babies in the church. You know, I've, I've, I've talked to mothers and they go, you know, I, Father, I can't worship. 
I come and I've got kids and they're kind of pegging at me all the time and I'm hungry and I can't move around and I need to go to the bathroom and we're moving all the time. You know what your ministry is? You know what your worship is? Take care of your children. Love them. Love them there. Make them feel comfortable. Adore them. Uh, be patient with them. That's your ministry. That's building up the body of Christ. It's building up the body of Christ. Your quiet prayer. Those people that pray quietly, that don't, you know, they're not kind of big and broad in the church, but they're quiet prayer people. Those people are building up the church community. Our repentance. Our own repentance, that's a building up of the community. When I come to confession and I repent of my sins and I'm cleansed of those sins, I'm building up the community. I'm doing something that's building up the church, that's contributing to the kingdom of God. I want to share one thing because this is so sweet. I think Salem's here. Salem, you're sitting over there? Salem did a beautiful act in building up the church community the other day. She painted me a picture. She drew me a picture of her family during the service. Thanks be to God. It was a beautiful thing with her family, mom and dad, and uh, Salem and Miriam, very beautiful. You know, that was an act of the, that was a community act that built the church up. That little thing, that, that child's act of participating for me, for me, for the priest. What a beautiful thing. These things build up the community. All the little things, all the big things together are, are a community work that builds up the church that contributes to the glory of the kingdom of God. Uh, the unity of faith. In the unity of faith, St. Paul says, nothing so pleases God when brothers and sisters dwell together in you can't do it without love. Not a common love, but one that binds you inseparably as limb to limb. This produces great and glorious fruits. You know, God gives us one another for many reasons, but two. One, because we need to be supported and encouraged. He also gives us each other so we'll be minded of our own sins. God gives us people that make us impatient. So we will see our impatience. God gives us people that make us angry because God wants us to see our fallenness, our anger, so we'll repent of it. God these are important things. And the saints say this. This is, I remember reading this. St. John Chrysostom, uh, St. John of Kronstadt said, the most important people are in your life are the people that are most difficult because they are your physicians. They're your doctors because they show you your illnesses. Without them, you'll never see it. Without them, you'll never see it. So we have to understand this, that we have to get this, to understand that this, when we see it, we don't get upset at them. 
we go, well, thanks be to God, I see my sin. I come to repent. I come to repent of this. It's a beautiful thing when we look at it from that standpoint, when we see God brings people into our lives that point out our weaknesses. Wow. What a, what a, what a merciful God. What a merciful God. So dwell in unity. Fight for this unity to understand that we need to draw ourselves toward God even in the situations that are difficult for us. And then to the knowledge of God, to know God. I'm ministering, doing my ministry in the church to eventually be fulfilled in the knowledge of God, to know God better, more fully, that's what my ministry is helping me accomplish? To know God? See how you can get lost in your ministry, in your thing, and not follow this path down to know God more deeply, more fully? And then he concludes, to the full, the stature of the fullness of Christ, the body of Christ, the body of the church, becomes the full stature of Christ. So if we can see ministry, beloved, in this way, that it's really a, 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 a sense of kind of stepping deeply into this relationship with God, this relationship with each other, that produces great and glorious fruits that benefit the kingdom and benefit the community. So, I want to conclude with St. John's words again. To do this, and we should all be making this effort, we need to love. It's not a common love, but one which cements us together and makes us cleave inseparably to one another and affects as great as a perfect union as though it were between limb and limb. For this is the love that produces great and glorious fruits. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.